And we are back. Welcome to the first episode of 2021 for the Ziad Parker Show. Uh, this is episode 9 and it's the first one for this year. I know we've had a bit of a break but uh, we are back in it. So for the first episode of the year we're going to have a, a very strong cricket flavor. So we're going to be going through uh, a bit of a preview for the T20 International Series coming up between India and England. And for that, I'm joined by Ranak Vaswani, a young cricketer over here um, in the UAE. After that, we head across to India where we chat to Kenny, who is working on the Road Safety World Series or, or the Legends uh, Series, as some of you might know. Quite interesting to chat to Kenny and just hear a bit more about what's going on in that series and how it came about. So yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're going to be covering in the show. So as you, as most of you are aware, there's the Legend Series happening over in India and it's called the Road Safety World Series. And just to talk a little bit more about that, I'm joined by Kenny, who is working on the event over in India. Welcome, Kenny. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to have you, man. It's good to see you again also after a while. I think the last time we, we met up was during the IPL when you were working over here. It was good to see you too as well. And yeah, it was the IPL that we met uh, last time and been a while it's been what four months now yeah a good couple of months eh? so how how has it been over in india i know when the initially the tournament was supposed to start or it did start actually a year ago just before covid hit and now you guys have managed to restart the tournament um can you yeah. just tell us a little bit about how you got involved and what your role is so basically the initiative of the whole tournament is to promote the cause of road safety in india since there's a lot of road accidents and road hazards that happen all over India every day. So, the, as you might know, that the Indian roads are not at all safe. So, uh, the whole point is to promote the cause of road road safety through, obviously, sports now. Uh, we've seen all globally that there's quite a lot of initiatives that, that have been taken up by sports people, sports persons. Yeah. So, I think, uh, like for example, like the, the Black Lives Matter initiative, and now even anti-racism uh, initiative by uh, UFI and FIFA that's been going on. So th- those campaigns really help, I think, at, at some level. So I think uh, associating it with the sport is a really good idea. and really good yeah. Because uh, because people tend to listen to uh, sports people, especially like when you when you have someone like a Sachin Tendulkar on board where people just listen to whatever he just yeah. says. So it, it gets that much more easier to promote something um, that's that's really prevalent in a country like India that a lot of people die every year of road road yeah. hazards. So, uh, and last year we did started with uh, five five teams with Australia being involved last season, but unfortunately due to uh, COVID we'll have, we had to cut it short. Put, uh, by we were, we were planning to do eleven games and we ended up doing four, but this is kind of technically uh, an extension of the same tournament. It's not a fresh tournament. But yeah. uh, we've we've have we've had Australia move out, so they they're not anymore involved in the tournament. Okay. But we've got two more two new franchises, which is England and Bangladesh, that have gotten involved. So that's another push. Since Kevin Peterson is another uh, person who really uh, pushes this initiative. Like I don't know if you've noticed that he 
he's a, he's involved in in initiatives like promoting uh, wildlife safety and yeah. to yeah. all of that so so it helps that much more to have someone like uh, a Kevin Peterson also being involved in the same tournament as where we're yeah, definitely. something like growth it increases the reach i think and you also you get to your message to spread across to more people and just with the eyes on the tournament because of all these famous players that are participating it does help increase the impact i suppose of the initiative and then i've noticed while watching some of the games that there are all these road safety messages that pop up in the in between overs and during timeouts and so on so the message is is getting out there and like yeah. you said using cricket as a vehicle to to get that message exposed to people so right. you didn't touch on on your role so just quickly what are you doing in the tournament i'm looking at the commercial side of uh, of the tournament i'm i'm the sponsorship manager so we look after all the all the branding and uh, or even even so the messaging that goes out uh, through the different assets that we have the media assets that we have on field so obviously i don't know if you noticed the leds and the big screens always yeah. every second over also have a have a road safety message so yeah uh, to to kind of integrate that with the commercial side of of obviously making revenue and getting all the money and i think it's kind of a mixture of trying to promote the uh, promote the message but also trying to get in the revenue into the into yeah. the uh, tournament so okay and i'm kind of looking at the tournament um early feedback how how's it going so far what's the type of response that you've gotten in india uh since we're not doing it in mumbai we, so the, the initiative started from mumbai we did a lot of uh drives and a lot of uh, campaigns centered around mumbai uh initially because it it's in 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 the early stages the tournament uh but unfortunately we fortunately and unfortunately we had to move to raipur uh for the tournament but uh the response has been really good uh in terms of people not knowing so i'm sure like uh cricket in this part of the country is not so prevalent and but it, despite of that we've had quite a lot of response we've had uh, so because of covid we are uh, currently operating at 50% capacity yeah yeah uh but even through that there's a lot of uh, excitement that's been uh, brewing around the city about the tournament so the the response has been really good yeah, even even uh, digitally the response has been really good yeah and we're hoping that in the coming season obviously it's a process i mean to push up messages like that it's a it's it's a step by step process but uh, i think in the last couple of uh, year uh, seasons like not seasons but it's the same season technically but yeah, we've, yeah. we've touched quite a lot of bases with uh, a, a very large piece of population in the country so i think it's doing pretty well and it, it's going to keep continuing to uh, grow over the years if yeah and i think also with that what's helping a lot obviously as the tournament uh, as as um you know progressed a lot of people started picking up on it i know a lot of south african guys who started talking about it starting sharing the streams and so on and by making it more accessible by putting the games on youtube for free that's amazing because it reaches more people and we can all watch the games and enjoy it and it starts you know that discussion about who's a legend and who isn't a legend and, and so on so on that topic i know india obviously stacked with with uh, legends like tendulkar and sehwag um how do you go about recruiting the players is it left up to each country to do by themselves or is that something that uh, gets handled by like a central body or or the organizers it's kind of a mixture of both because obviously we want uh, players like 
Jonty Rhodes and Brian Lara to come across because those are the players that uh, the people have not seen in a while and but have want like wanting to be uh, ex- like there's a pop- certain population that hasn't experienced the likes of Brian Lara and and the Jonty Rhodes and haven't seen them play and it's a really good opportunity for them to you know kind of see what these players have done back in the day when they they used to be in the prime but actually if you look at the games right now it doesn't look like they really left the game because the way <laughs> Brian Lara has been performing it doesn't look like he ever went out of the game uh, so but uh, it really is up to the franchise owners uh, which player to get on but i'm i'm pretty sure it's the same sentiment that goes through in their minds when they are picking up a team that they want the best players from the respective country to come and participate Um, in an attempt to even obviously grow the league over the years, so yeah. I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah, no, definitely, because I think a lot of the the discussions is about why is this guy seen as a legend and why is that guy a legend. At the end of the day, you you obviously have to pick the best available players. It's not as simple as just saying these are the the best fifteen and and they're all going to be available and they're all going to want to play. So I think each team is pretty competitive for the most part, and I've actually enjoyed the cricket because what I've seen is that a lot of the some of these players obviously have retired very recently, others have retired a long time ago, but there seems to be an even um, matchup. You know, the, most of the players that are playing they played against each other maybe ten years ago, whatever the case is, and now they're coming back, and it's those same battles we get to relive, which for me is amazing because growing up I used to watch all those players play. You know, and I'm sure it's something similar for you. And I think you made a good point with the youth who never got to see the Lara, the Tendulkar, the Sewag in their prime, John T. Rhodes. They they didn't get to see those guys in their prime, but now they get to see these guys play, and you can actually see, okay, this guy was really good. That's why people are always comparing and saying, you know, um, Kohli is trying to catch up to Tendulkar, for example, but he will never beat Tendulkar. And now you can actually see it. When these guys are out there batting, and it's just quite, it's quite an interesting concept. And I know that you mentioned growth. Um, do you think that this is something that would happen sort of every year? And is there a possibility to to have it in different countries and so on? What, what do you think the potential is for it? I think uh, they. I'm sure the organizers have it in their mind to take it to a, a much more global level than what it is right now. I'm sure it, it, we are, we've been broadcasting in 200 countries, but uh, to take it outside outside the uh, country right now looks like a difficult prospect. But I'm sure they are, they have it they have it in their plans. And uh, just to get one point point out is that the quality of cricket that that's been played over here has uh, it's it's not like an exhibition game where. People are just here for the call. The quality of cricket has been top notch. If you look at the 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 previous match between Bangladesh and Sri Lanka last night, and even India versus England, it it really felt like these players really never had never left the game. And yeah, uh, you might you might think that most of these players have never played the format since it's a shorter format, the T Twenty format. But I think they've adapted well uh, to the new format of the game. And they're doing really good, and the quality of cricket has been excellent so far. And I'm sure it keeps getting better. Yeah. With, with the over the years, if if we have players like uh, this is like wishful thinking, but if we have players like MS Dhoni and at some point players like AB Davies, you know, playing the game at you know extending their careers and playing yeah. at, uh, at the Road Safety World Series, I think it'll be a great, great initiative after 
after something like an IPL, I think. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds good. But for South African fans, don't talk about AB as a retired player. You know, there's still hopes that he'll come out there and play in the T20 World Cup. I know a lot of South African fans believe that um, that he'll come out and you'll join the South team. African plans. <laughs> it's not just the South African people who, have, who want to believe that AB is going to be playing for the team. Trust me, that's a big, big thing even for for Indians. I, I personally, I'd really love to see A.B. Dulles play for South Africa in the T20. I think he's still the best T20 player around. So, there's no doubt everybody really wants to see uh, A.B. Dulles play for, for South Africa. Yeah, look, let's hope, let's hope he comes out and he's able to entertain again and help make South Africa competitive in the, in the T20 World Cup. Um, for you personally, how does it feel to be surrounded by all these these players and legends of the game? Obviously, it's like a it's like a boyhood dream. Uh, I've I've personally even not experienced these players play. Obviously, watched them uh, on the on the TV, but I've never really I've never really been able to go to the stadium and watch the games when these guys are playing around. And it's really it. I mean. I don't know. It's just difficult to put it into words because to, to be able to see these players up close and do the things they do is uh, is unbelievable. It's the quality uh, the quality that these players have, especially Sachin, obviously Seva, Yuvraj, you know. I, the other day I was watching Dante, uh field and that was that was a different experience. I mean, really, really, really unbelievable uh, for me for a for person who's been following cricket for so long. Yeah, and it's it's never feel like a boyhood dream come true. Yeah, definitely. I think when I saw Jonty at backward point and Sanath uh, Jayasuriya play that massive cut shot, and Jonty just dived to his left and stopped it. Um, it brought oh. back memories of, of lots of battles yeah. down the years, man. And even yesterday, I think you were mentioning the the level of cricket and how competitive it is. Yesterday, yesterday's game between Bangladesh and Sri Lanka was quite competitive, and you know, Bangladesh were ahead for for a bit both while they were batting and bowling. But there was one guy on the field that really looked like he wanted to win that game. It was TM Dilshan. The intensity he was playing at, it looked like they were playing a proper World Cup knockout game where he just wanted to, he wanted to win. He was diving around. I mean, he took a fantastic catch at backward point and, and the intensity was, was there. So that's really good to see. And I think you hit the nail on the head with, with the fact that it's not exhibition cricket because I think that's where a lot of us, you know, as a fan, you might watch it, but you lose interest because there's no competition. At the end of the day, you want to see guys compete. So I think that that's been quite successful so far. So just um, as we, we wrap up here, I'm going to put you on the spot with two things. Firstly, who do you think is going to gonna win the, the series? Who do you think is going to come out on top? And when is the final? For the road series. I think it's a difficult call to make right now, but I think it will be one of, Either England or uh, India to go on and win the win the series right now. As lo- as things look right now, you never know with these players and the competitiveness that they're showing on the field right now. It's gonna be difficult to predict right now. Uh, you never know because South Africa play tonight, and yeah. uh, they look like a side who'd want to bounce back after a loss in the last uh, in the previous match. Uh, but I'd I'd say that it might be one of the two between India and England. Okay. But let's hope. Let let's hope. For the- yeah, and when is the final? Uh, it's on the 21st of uh, March. Okay. Yeah, no, that's around the corner. So we've still got a couple more days to enjoy the legends. 
Um, I'm going to challenge you there, and I'm going to going to say that Sri Lanka is going to take it. I think they they're looking good, they're looking competitive and hungry. So uh, I think they're going to surprise um, surprise everyone and win it. Um, and it's going to spark some scenes, you know, from 1996 again where they won on Indian soil. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm I'm punting for Sri Lanka in that. And then just to to switch quickly to the current series between India and England. Obviously, India were fantastic in the, the test series, but they're switching now into T20 mode and there are five T20s coming up. Um, England are one of the best white ball teams around, if not the best. So how do you see that series playing out and uh, a score prediction for the five match series from you? I think both the, both the sides, they're going to have their T20 specialists. Like, I think uh, they'll have Josh Butler come back in. He's an excellent T20 player with Hardik Pandya coming back in to the Indian side. I think it's going to be a great battle to watch. Uh, I think we'll be playing tomorrow, the first T20. Yeah. And But obviously, I have my biases towards India and I think they will take this. They'll they'll carry their, their form from the, the test series into the T20 format. But you never know. It's, it's, T20 is a very unpredictable format. And But let's hope that India take this series home. And probably my prediction would be 3-2. Obviously, yeah. it's not going to be an easy task to win against a side like England who have such great uh, wide world players like Ben Stokes and uh, Josh Butler, Johnny Besto. So, I think it's going to be a great battle to watch, but I think India will, will take it home this time. Yeah, let's see. It's going to be interesting. I know these teams are still experimenting, trying to find their best 11, giving others opportunities, you know, on the outside to come in. There's a lot of young Indian players who are getting their debuts and some not so young, like uh, Surya Kumar Yadav. Uh, so it's going to be... Oh, that's, he's, a, he's one player really, really uh, looking forward to watch in the Indian colours. Because he's done really good with uh, the Kolkata Knight Riders, even with when he was with the Mumbai Indians uh, a few years ago. And he's been a prospect that's been that India has been carrying for a while, but yeah. really hasn't been able to take it to the big stage. So let's hope yeah. he does well. Yeah, I hope so too, man. There's a big Mumbai contingent in the squad as well. So exciting if you are a Mumbai Indians fan. But anyway, thanks for your, for your time, Kenny, and all the best for the rest of the series. Okay. You too. Thank you. Cheers, man. Thank you. Okay, so uh, we're going to be talking about the India-England T20i series. And for this conversation, I've got Ranak with me today. Ranak, how's it going, mate? It's all going good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, man. We're going to be looking at a couple of things and just working our way through um, the two teams. So after a fantastic test series, which was very competitive and entertaining, uh, depends obviously on which side um, you fall on. But for me, I, I definitely enjoyed it, even though the pitch was um, something that uh, was debated quite a bit. But uh, as we move on into white ball cricket, things are, are going to change a bit and hopefully the pitch will be less of a uh, distraction and, and a discussion and we'll focus more on the cricket side of things. So, um, to get us started, Ranak, the first thing with the Indian team, looking at the squad, what do you see uh, as being um, India's first challenge? I think India's first challenge is to decide who opens with Rohit Sharma. I think Rohit Sharma is a certain fixture because he has four international uh, T20 centuries. And it'll be interesting to see who partners him. They have the options in Shikhar Dhawan and KL Rahul. So, with that, I was actually listening to a podcast earlier today. 
um, it's the Creekviz podcast, so it's a couple of an- analysts that are on there, and they they were arguing that Roy Sharma, Kyle Raul, and Virat Kohli are very similar when it comes to T20. So if they were to to look at the options India have, they'd say maybe Shikhar Dhawan or Ishan Kishan would be good because they are a bit more aggressive. Um, and one of them actually felt that Roy Sharma wasn't a lock, but you feel that he's a lock in the starting lineup. Yes, I do feel Rohit Sharma is a lock because of the experience he brings along. That is a valid point that um, the three of them with KL Rahul, uh, Virat Kohli and Rohit Sharma being similar players. But uh, with Rohit Sharma, he has the ability to tee off and he can totally dominate the power play. It'll be interesting to see if they can uh, go with the right-left combination. Ishan Kishan would be a good choice because he looks to go after the bowlers. Then it just allows Rohit Sharma to settle in and play his natural game where he takes his time at the start and explodes later on. So pretty much similar to what they do at the Mumbai Indians when they play together. Pretty much, yes. So if you were to to put your head out there and make a decision, who would you say is going to open with Roy Sharma tomorrow? I think they're going to open with Shikhar Dhawan. Okay, is that something you would do as well? Yes, that's something I would do as well. Okay, so... For the right and left-hand combination to go go up top with. Yeah, so Roy and Shikhar up top, I think... Kyle Raul does have a strong chance of starting. Um, look, I don't think they need him to stand keeper because they've got Rishabh Pant, obviously. Um, but I think with, with Kyle Raul's form recently, he does have a good chance of starting. But if they do lean towards the combinations, then picking a left-hander obviously would be quite useful. And just looking at the England squad quickly because you, you bring up the right and left-hand combination. Um, in terms of the spinners that they have to, to deploy, Adil Rashid, Obviously, he's a leg spinner. Then you've got Moin Ali, finger spin, who could take the ball away from Shikadawan. Um, who else do they have? They aren't, I think that's the only two spinners. I think Liam Livingston also can bowl a bit of off-break. So, yeah, it, it might be a good idea for them to, to you know, go right and left. But I actually don't think it's going to be that big of a deal looking at the options that England have in terms of bowling. So... I think we might see KL Rahul and Roy Sharma open the batting. Obviously, Virat Kohli is a lock at three. Um, moving down the order, four, five, and six um, becomes a bit interesting. So, earlier on, you were saying that, that number six is locked down? Yeah, I think the number six is locked down for Hardik. Uh, he proved what he can do in the Australia series. He won them two games over there and played some crucial knocks throughout the series. Yeah, I think in white ball cricket, he's one of the most devastating batters around at the moment. And, I mean, his stats in, in the IPL are, are very close to Andre Russell's. So that just shows the, the ability that he has and the type of form he's been in. Um, with him, the question, obviously, is fitness. Can he, can he play five games? Is he going to be rotated? And if he's batting at six, does he give something with the ball? because it does affect the balance of the team. If he's not bowling, he is good enough to be in the team as a batter. But obviously, if he's able to bowl a couple of overs, it does help with the balance of the team. So that that's something to watch. Um, how do you feel about Rishabh Pant? you think he's definitely going to play? Yeah, I think um, while maybe before the Test Series, Rishabh Pant wasn't a lock-in, but the form he's shown in recent months uh, in the Border Gavaskar Trophy and then the India-England Test test series he looks to be a certain lock I think he's going to bat at 4 or 5 and then the other option might be Shreya Sayar or Surya Kumar Yadav so with with Shreya Sayar and, and uh, Surya Kumar Yadav those guys would probably slot in at 4 but the order would 
obviously change depending on the situation especially if the top three bat the majority of the game you'll find that guys like Hardik and Pant would get promoted up the order uh, to increase the run rate I think Surya Kumar Yadav could do that as well he's shown it in the past he can come in and, and score at a very good strike rate but that's where maybe a Shriya's Ayer um, doesn't have the same value because he needs to get in and settle and he can't just tee off uh, from ball one so I think Ishan Kishan could also also be an option at four because he plays one way he just comes in and he goes hard so that could be another option but I think the top six is pretty much locked down like you said with two spots up for grabs basically who opens with uh, Royt and who's going to bat at four well who's going to be on the lineup card at four not necessarily bat at four so moving down towards obviously now the bowlers um, a big question for India is do they pick someone at seven who can bat as well or do they go with pure bowlers all the way through and if you look through the squad um, Akshar Patel is obviously an all-rounder uh, Raul Tawatia as well and then uh, I think Shardul Takur uh, is not too bad with the bat but is Tawatia fit is he in the squad because there's been some reports that he may have failed uh, fitness test no, I think Tevatia is in the squad. And one option we missed out on was Washington Sundar. Ah, yes, you're right. Uh, even, uh, I think he showed what he can do with the bat, especially in the Test Match series, though it's a different format. Yeah. But there is ability there, and he can be used as There's a floater, ability, maybe. But what I'm, when you talk about Washington Sundar, the batter in T20, all I'm seeing is the guy at RCB that, that very rarely hit the ball. And, and contributed towards the end of game so he's going to have to change that obviously that test match experience that he's had recently um, would have pushed his confidence up and hopefully with that um, he can carry that over into the international game but uh, it does look a bit thin after 6 after 6 it does look a bit thin because you don't have a lot of big hitters of the ball as you mentioned Shraddal Thakur can do a bit and even Akshar Patel He's shown that in the IPL he can uh, uh, strike a few clean blows. Uh, apart from that, they look a bit thin mm. as per batting depth. I think there's a good opportunity to develop if they ease this gap that one of these players take the chance before Ravindra Jadeja comes back because that would be his slot um, to take the opportunity to show they can score at a good strike rate um, at the back end of the innings. So with that I mean you said Akshar Patel's option Takur Tawatia they all bring something to the table with the bat but in terms of bowling in, and getting the combinations right that might play a role in who actually gets picked um, in that slot so for India again very simple the bowlers pretty much pick themselves as seamers um, but in terms of spinners Charles is in and then who partners Charles are you looking for someone to take the ball away you look at I mean we'll get to England's batting lineup a bit later but who is the lead bowler to partner Charles would you say it's Akshay Patel or Washington Sundar I think it's Washington Sundar as of now because um, as he's shown in the IPL and a few T20s for India he does bowl a lot in the power play and um, with a few lefties in the English lineup it'll he could be a useful asset Plus, one more factor would be the pitch. Because if the pitch is to take a bit of turn, then India might even risk going for three spinners, include Akshar, Washington and Chahal. Yeah, and that's play a good point. only the two paces. Mm. And when you say two paces, with the options that India have, 
Who, who do you reckon those two paces would be? I think they're going to give Bhuvneshwar Kumar a shot back after a long injury stint. And Shraddul Thakur looks like the other option. Um, Natarajan also performed very well in the IPL, obviously, and he took his chance over in Australia. But I think he also might have some fitness issues. Otherwise, he'd be an interesting um, pick as well, just to change the angle and, and you know, deliver in the, at the death. What about Deepak Chahar? Uh, I think Deepak Chahar is a good option, but uh, Deepak Chahar is slightly one-dimensional in his bowling. Like um, He doesn't have a lot of value outside the power play. So if maybe what Kohli can do is maybe use three overs of him in the power play and then slot one over somewhere in the middle. Because with Hardik not bowling, in, that means India will only have five five bowlers. So we, yeah. we need Chahar to bowl his full quota of overs. Yeah, that does make it a bit difficult because you want options. You know, if if a team sees that there's only five bowling options and they target somebody, then it's very difficult to to make that up if you don't have other bowlers. So, I don't know, maybe Rohit um, runs in and bowls a couple again or we might see something from somebody uh, take us by surprise. But otherwise, just sticking with five bowlers does leave you a bit vulnerable um, later on. Okay, so that's India. A couple of interesting challenges that they face with their team selection. And moving on to England... And just looking at their squad, I mean, England are loaded. For me, they're one of the best white ball teams um, in the world at the moment. And their batting lineup, they just stacked. But the problem is that a lot of their batters want to open the batting or bat in the top three. And finding the right balance there is going to be a challenge. So with the squad that they have available, who do you think they will go with to open the batting? I think they will open the batting with uh, Roy and uh, Besto. Oh, sorry, I think they'll open with Roy and Butler and Besto slots in at three. Okay. Because um, Butler has shown what he can do in India, especially in the IPL. And that will be pretty interesting for them. I think Livingston will have to uh, start on the bench. Stokes would play, but he would play in the middle order. So do you not think that there's a case for Butler to move down to six, um, where Stokes, Morgan, Butler, four, five, six... Uh, just to, to show up that middle order or and that also frees up a spot at the top of the order to pay Roy with uh, a guy like Livingston David Milan um, for example those are all good shouts uh, I think uh, one uh, interesting name that England could look at would be Sam Billings because mm-hmm. he's a good player of spin and if it uh, depends on if India's playing three spinners and all Sam Billings would be a good option because he plays a lot of sweeps, reverse sweeps, and he's able to maneuver the field well. That's true, yeah. I, th- I think that they have nice options. It's just going to be interesting to see how they deployed. You know, you could do a lot of different things. And I wonder if these teams don't want to show all their cards early with the World Cup coming up. They might pick guys in different positions just to try them. But knowing that down the line when they pick their best 11, this is where a butler is going to bat a besto and so on. I think England seem to have the same problem we spoke about um, in in terms of right and left and they don't really have that combination. So is there a case for a guy? I mean, we saw Sam Curran open the batting in the IPL or bat at three in some games. We've seen Ben Stokes move up the order. A guy like Moen Ali also um, has the potential to open and just, you know, give a left-handed option. Um, do you think that's something that they could do or would they also just go one, two, three, three right-handers in a row? I think uh, England don't mind going three right-handers in a row. 
and especially based on the way they play like England um, as you mentioned earlier they're a pretty good white ball side because they know how to play white ball cricket they know to, they know how to go hard in the power play and even after the power play they don't stop going hard and with England as compared to India they have slightly better batting depth and all as you mentioned yeah. Moin Ali sometimes slots in at 7 and 8 for another for another yeah. team you'd bat way higher so that just shows the batting depth they have and that allows them to play uh, explosive and free cricket yeah, I mean, you've got guys like Sam and Tom Curran who can bat. Um, you've also got Adil Rashid, who's not too bad. These guys can bat. Archer can eat the ball, um, eat quite, you know, boundaries from the get-go. So they've got guys that can strike the ball and they go quite deep. Uh, it'll just be... I think the challenge for them is just getting the balance right. And it'll be interesting. Chris Jordan's another guy who, who they, they like to pick. Uh, because of his variations and his death bowling but also because he can hit boundaries at the back end so yeah I think they've got lots of options how they deploy these guys are going to be interesting and with with regards to both teams do you think that there's going to be a lot of experimenting and rotation with obviously the World Cup in their minds to see what they have from these guys or do you think it's going to be a case of best 11 every game to try and win the series? I don't think anybody, I don't think they're too worried about the result of the series. They would rather come to know their options, for example. For maybe India can even uh, give Rohit a bit of rest because he's been playing continuous cricket for some time. Yeah. They can try with opening with Shikhar and Rahul. And then maybe they can pick the best one to partner Rohit later on during the World Cup. Uh, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. What we might see is guys getting given a chance where even though they they might not be in the final 11 towards the World Cup or, or might be on the fringes when it comes to the squad, but this is an opportunity for them now to stake a claim for a spot. You know, there are guys outside the squads that could have a strong IPL and suddenly come back into the reckoning with England. Um, you know, guys like Alex Hales, who, who isn't in the squad and he's been one of the best white ball players over the past couple of years. He was looking really good in the PSL. Uh, it's a pity, obviously, that that got cancelled. And there are guys that are, are going to put their hand up and say, you know what, we could be in the squad. And the same goes for India. There's a lot of players missing from their squad. I mean, I don't see Bumrah um, in the squad. I think one other interesting option would be Manish Pandey. Depends yes. on, um, though he bats, like he bats three at the, in the IPL. He wouldn't be required to bat a three for India, but I think he's an interesting option, especially yeah, the there's World a couple of guys, Sanju Samson. You know, there's there's a couple of batters, Nitish Rana. If he has a strong IPL, he bowls a little. He could, you know, come in, come into the game. Chakravati, obviously, if he gets his fitness right, he, he becomes another option. And uh, Mohammad Shami. And um, Chakravati adds a bit of mystery option as well. Yeah. So with India not playing him now so he becomes an even bigger threat in the World Cup yeah definitely so Mohamed Siraj all these guys they've played test cricket now they've got a taste for it and I'm sure they'd want to contribute to the team as well same with England I mean tons of, of players that they have that they could bring in especially seamers I mean they've got tons of seamers um, that might Timur Mills is another guy who played well in India before signed a big IPL deal and then just bad luck with injuries and so on but very committed and dedicated to making the squad now you know he feels that he can I was reading an article earlier where he said that he feels he can contribute and he can make a comeback so you've got all these players 
that are, are going to try and force their way into the squad. So for some guys, they need to take their chance. For others, it might be that they secure a spot over a regular that, that's unavailable for some reason. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, going to be competitive, and I'm looking forward to it. So just to, to wrap up, put you on the spot, what's your prediction score-wise for the series? Um, I think it's going to go 3-2 to England. I think they're you know, one of the best white ball sides in the world and nothing faces them. Cool. We'll, we'll, we'll come back after the five games and see how close we were and, and follow the storyline. So, Ranak, thanks, mate. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, that's a wrap for the first episode of 2021. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, it was for all the cricket fans out there. And I'm looking forward to the quality of the cricket uh, coming up in the next couple of, of days and weeks. Should be quite interesting. Um, other than that, you can look onto the Sporticast website for my blog, which I post every week. So either on Monday or Tuesday, just with some uh, talking points from the weekend. Uh, very simple, very short. So go over there, check it out. Um, also share share the podcast, share the blog wherever you can. Go out and check out our social media on instagram on twitter you can also check out our personal accounts we will tag everything and yeah i will chat to you guys next week One afternoon.